This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This beautiful Wednesday, June 24th. So good to have you here with us as we get into the Word of God together. That's what we do on Morning Breath. We take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, spend some time in it, have a have a morning devotion with the Lord. You can read it at night before you go to bed, too, if you'd like, and then tune in to Morning Breath, the program on 91.5 FM, or get onto a podcast, however you do it, and then kind of see what you saw in the chapter, and then see what we saw in the chapter, and just have a process of getting into the Word and learning the Word. There's a lot of ways to do that in the world we live in now. This was kind of an, a way that I did it years ago, and we've just carried it forward into a a radio program, and it's been a blessing to me and to a lot of people that I know in my life, and I'm so grateful for that. But so we're going to be reading today 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I keep saying we're going to, we're going to, because I have here Pastor Mark Cook, who's going to help me do all this. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. Glad to be here with you. Good to have you, as usual, to get into the Word of God together. Yes. So, really, half of Morning Breath is your family. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Got, uh, Pastor David Gaiman. Pastor David and you are in one family. I do four days. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> Half of it. Well, anyway. We're just, it's just the beginning. Yeah, you guys are taking over, I heard. <laughs> I heard a rumor that they're taking over. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Good. Well, tell the folks how to get involved, Pastor Mark. Yeah, we want you to join us on Morning Breath. Uh, we want you to have the Morning Breath Guide so you know what chapter we're going to be in and where we've been. You can get that by jumping onto the East Coast app. If you haven't downloaded that, you should. You can also get to our website, eccc.us. You want to go to the podcast link on the app. You want to go to the media button on uh, the website, and you can get to the Morning Breath page. There you will find the Morning Breath Guide, which has all the chapters that we're going to be in, where we've been. You can listen to the podcast and hear pre- uh, previous shows and uh, be ready for the next one. So we really want you to do that. If you can't get to it through either one of those uh, venues, uh, you can always call the office, 452-1060. We can email or mail you a guide. And, of course, when you're on the app or the website, you can get on uh, and see what's going on at East Coast. You can yep. jump over to Facebook. You can jump over to Instagram, YouTube. All our messages are on there and just all the stuff that's going on here. Yeah, our online services are just blowing up. It's been amazing to yeah. see what God's doing there. And uh, I love the online hosts, too. We've had some uh, people that are hosting those services and really kind of pastoring them. Yes. And I just love that part because uh, I think that's kind of been one of the missing ingredients with just sitting and watching a podcast. Uh, and not really relating to. You know what's kind of crazy about this whole thing is we are are the parents of all this media-driven stuff. We made it, you know, we, but we're also the children of it. Mm. It's actually shaping us now, too. And whenever something in society is that big that um, it changes and shapes, the way people see things and think and do life in as big a way as, you know, digital has made in our life, we not only become the parents of it, but the we end up becoming the children of it. And it shapes our children and our grandchildren. And I'm watching that happen in my life in an amazing way. I've got to kind of watch it from, I remember the first time I ever saw color TV. Mm. You know, I can remember those things and I've now watched this effect. And I don't have all the answers for that. One answer I do have is I thank God for all the ways this has made us able to reach more people. Absolutely. And so we don't need to get down on it, but we do need to understand its effect in our life and make sure that we're using it for the glory of God 
to grow the kingdom and to benefit our lives, our children, our grandchildren's lives, because that's important. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that thought as far as you know, you've always said, Pastor Dan, that God's not reacting to the to the world or to the or to the kingdom of darkness. He's always out in front of it. Yep. And so, a lot of times, I, I grew up in a in a religious background, and people would say, you know, this, you you need to stay away from all this stuff because it's evil. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's not it's not new. They they didn't create that. It was already created. All they've done is is twist it for their own use. I say, let's take it back. Yes, come on. Yeah, that's that's the thought process I'd rather have. So yeah, so all that to say, make sure you get onto our online uh, experience and check us out that way. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we've got some other things going on. We've got uh, Saturday night services are back. People are getting back into the building on Saturday night, and uh, it's great. We had a great turnout uh, yeah, last week. It was it was really good. We we'll also have youth camp coming up July thirteenth through the seventeenth. If you'd like to get involved with that. Call the office, 452-1060, and uh, put in for the youth department, and they'll get you dialed in about going to youth camp. Pretty powerful. You've been actually kind of heading up some of the big ideas at church. Yeah. Yeah, what are, what's going on with that right now? So big ideas are where our dream team or really anyone can get on uh, to our website and submit an idea of something that they've got in mind that they would like to do, that they've already maybe are planning to do. Um, and so then we look at that and say, okay, how can we partner with you to help bring this thing to pass? And so we've had a, a few of those come in already, and it's been great. Lately, we've done, uh, we had one where we have a local barbershop, and being able to help a local business is great, and being able to get the kingdom of God into people's lives is great. And so we had a we had a member of our church uh, come to us and say, let's partner with this barbershop, let's bless some people. And we were able, what we were able to do was the, this, uh, this person and a friend of his and one of our staff members went down to that barbershop, spent an entire day there just speaking with people, uh, talking to them about Jesus, telling them about church, and then at the end they would pay for their haircut. And it was just a great way to bless people and show them the generosity of the kingdom of God because that's really what the purpose is, to say this is what God's like. We've also been able to uh, supply some lunch and and bless some folks at the Bridges Foundation. Uh, They work with uh, adults with disabilities, and with all this lockdown, um, the staff has been really taxed because family hasn't been able to come into their facilities Mm -hmm. and things like that. So they've been really having to do all the work and not really have any help. So we were able to partner with them. One of the Dream Team members uh, actually uh, works there and came to us and said, how can we be a blessing? And we partnered with them. To, to provide them lunch. So it's just been great to be able to say, hey, God loves you. He's a generous God, yes. and this is what it's like. Yes. Speaking of generous God, that's what the program tomorrow is all about because we get into Chapter 8 of Corinthians, and yeah. uh, Pastor David Gammon and I really get into that generosity mindset in there. So let's get into Chapter 7, yes. short little chapter, 16 verses. I'm going to read the first eight, let you read the next eight. We're both reading from New King James. We are. And uh, let's get it. I'll say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. I do not say this to condemn, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die together, to live together. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts, inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, 
though I did regret it, for I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. Verse 9, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner, what diligence it produced in you, what clearing of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, what zeal, what vindication. In all things you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Therefore, although I wrote to you, I did not do it for the sake of him who had done the wrong, nor for the sake of him who suffered wrong, but that, your, that our care for you in the sight of God might appear to you. Therefore, we have been comforted in your comfort, and we rejoice exceedingly more for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For if in anything I have boasted to him about you, I am not ashamed. But as we spoke all things to you in truth, even so our boasting to Titus was found true. And his affections are greater for you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling you received him. Therefore I rejoice that I have confidence in you in everything. Amen. I will say this, you know, one of the things that happened in Titus that this chapter is bringing out is after Titus went there and spent time with these folks in Corinth, he began to love them. And for me, it's such an important part and one of the reasons that we've always supported short-term missions trips for members of our church. I could share a need in, let's say, Guatemala. I have a dear friend, Mike Black, who's a missionary there and doing a lot of different things in Guatemala. I could share a need, and we do every year, say, hey, we want to we wanna give shoes to kids in Guatemala. There's a couple of feeding programs and all sorts of things going on. And we would get people give, our church will give six, seven, eight hundred pairs of shoes and we'll take them to Guatemala. But what I found is they respond when I remind them or say something big going on, but most people lose track of Mike during the year. You know, it's like, well, what's going on, you know, with him? Except the people who have gone on a short-term trip to put shoes on those kids' feet. Once you go there and experience it and smell the smells and see the sights and feel what's going on there and actually get these shoes and put them on kids' feet, you now have a connection to Guatemala, to Mike Black's ministry, to the kids he ministers to, to the adults he ministers to, that goes beyond mental connection It goes down to a spiritual and emotional connection because you have smelt it, felt it, been involved in it. And that's what happened to to this fellow here, uh, Titus, when he got there and he became connected to the Corinthian church. And that's what happens when we get to know each other. It's something that goes beyond. And I actually think this is a cure for racial issues. Now, just hang in there just for a minute with me. Um, I know I'm kind of taking a trip here, but I think it's important where we're at. If you've ever watched a court case that you had no connection to, we can be pretty blasé about somebody getting sued or somebody on trial for this crime or that crime. We don't really feel it and we're not really connected to it. In fact, they even make programs about judges and make suing one another entertainment, you know, Judge Judy and all the stuff that goes on that way. And uh, we have no connection to it, so we don't, we're not moved by it. But if you've had someone that maybe, uh, for example, Carolyn has a, a cousin, it's a distant relative, let's just say that way, whose daughter 
this this family member's daughter was murdered. And uh, a horrible thing, brutally murdered, murdered, dropped on the side of I-25. It's a big deal in Denver. Uh, Well, the person was caught. And then he was put on trial. Can you imagine how different the family felt watching that trial over one you're not connected with? Yeah. Uh, probably a lot more anger and really wanting him to be, be found guilty and all those types of things went on. Now let's change it for a minute. Why? Well, let's go back to it for a second. Why do we feel that way? Because we know. There's a knowing and a loving and a caring. And so we're a lot more tied into something because we know them and we care about them. And we want justice done for those we care about and love. Okay, now let's go, for example, to a court case where it's your son or daughter who's now on trial. Now there's, a, there's more, even more emotion, but it might lean in a different direction. What direction might it lean in? Oh, God, give us mercy. Father, we're praying for leniency. We're praying, we want to learn their lesson, but God, we don't want them to ruin their life. And, you know, all these things would be going on. We feel different when we know somebody. So here's what I want to say about racial issue. When you get to know people, you will get to love people, and it will change your view and how you feel about people. And I know that firsthand because part of my family is black. And my family, which I love and am committed to, has totally, you know, it's just, it, it, it changes everything when you love somebody. You, it, it, all the stuff goes away when you love somebody. And it doesn't matter what color they are. When you love somebody, you love somebody and it changes everything. And I just want to encourage you out there, you, you need to get to know some people around you and get to know your neighbors and get to know the other people in your church and get to know the people that are different than you. And it could be different caramel colored, black colored, yellow colored, red colored. It doesn't matter. You need to start inviting these people into your life and, and asking to get into their life because what you'll find happens is once you get to know people, you'll love people. And when you love people, all the other stuff, the racism melts away because you love them. And anyway, I hope I made that that explanation pretty clear, but I've experienced a big change in my life that way. Well, I think it's great, Pastor Dan. And, and here's what I would say, and one of the things that has really been coming alive in me lately over things I've been studying in the Word and just things that are being brought out in me is how to, you know, how do I now, so you've made a great point so I, I maybe I'm someone who doesn't have a lot of interactions with people who are different than me. That's normal. We yep, tend to re, we tend to interact with people who are like us. That's Absolutely. just human nature. Yeah, absolutely. But how do we get outside of that? How do we break that mold? Um, because one of the things that stops us is we look at someone who's different and we think, well, I don't know how to relate to them. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, what do we have yeah. in common? How do I? You know what? When you look at them, you see someone who is made in the image of God. Come on. Just like you are, That's just right. like I am, every single person that we lay eyes on, that we hear, we see someone, we hear someone, they are made and created in the same image of the same creator that made and created us. Right. If, if, if I can look at someone and say, I don't have anything in common, I can say that's, that's a lie of the devil because they are made <laughs> in the right. same image of, of the same God that made me. Yeah. And it, that's a starting point. Why Absolutely. don't you just start there? And it's going to take a risk. It's yes. going to take, and I can remember the day I prayed that started this process in my life. Now, my daughter 
was about three or four years old when, when this changed in my life. And I prayed and I said, God, I want to pastor a church that looks like heaven. This is when I was getting ready to take over this church. And I said, I have just a couple requests. I said, one, I want to pastor a church that looks like heaven. I don't want our church to just be one flavor. I don't want it to be one age. I don't want it to be one race. I don't want it to be one financial bracket. I don't, I don't want it to be one of old or young, you know, the male, female. I, I want to pastor a church that looks like heaven. And as I said that, I felt like the Lord said, really? And then I got a little bit like, oh, <laughs> I opened my mouth. Now what's going on here, Jesus? And he said, what if, that's exactly what it felt like the Lord said in my heart, what if a young black man comes to your church and finds your daughter beautiful? And I thought about for, I don't know how long, whether it was 30 seconds or a minute. And my answer was, as long as he loves Jesus, I'll be great with it. And something happened in our mm-hmm. lives and in our heart. And I knew when my daughter was a little tiny girl, that she'd marry a black man. I just knew. It just, and when Femi showed up and, you know, he lived with us for a couple, I don't even remember how long, a year, two years, he lived with Carolyn and I. We had a bedroom upstairs in the house we were in. His house got destroyed in one of the hurricanes, what was in 2004, whenever that was. And uh, he was just an incredible guy. And, we, you know, he's, he's our son. And all that started with a prayer that at first felt uncomfortable. Mm. At first felt like, oh, I don't really think about it from that point of view, but okay, I'm okay with that. As long as he loves Jesus with all his heart, I'm good with it. And I believe God would do that for anybody is take a risk, get out there a little bit and give your life, this area of your life to the Lord, to that I'm willing to be stretched. I'm willing to take a risk. I'm willing to, you know, Sounds stupid starting out when I don't understand something going in somebody's heart. You can just say, look, I don't understand this. Be honest with somebody. I don't really understand how you feel in this situation. Tell me what it's like in this situation. And now I understand a lot better. I still have got a lot to learn, but I understand a lot better things like this. But for me, it all changes once you get to... It's like in Jackie Robinson in the movie, 42. You ever see that movie? Great movie. His wife is laying on his shoulder and she's weeping because he has just suffered the most despicable racism in a game live. They're saying instead of, hey, batter, 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 they're just treating him a racial epithet. I mean, it's just a horrible uh, abuse is going on. And after the game, she's weeping and leaning on Jackie's shoulder. And she said this, if if they knew you, they'd be ashamed. Think Mm. about that for a minute. If they knew you, they'd be ashamed. What's she saying? She's saying, look, look at the kind of guy you are. You have integrity. You're kind. You love people. You're strong. All the things that he was that any man would look up and aspire to be. That guy had no idea because he'd already pigeonholed who and what he was. And he didn't know. But if he did know him, and if we know people, we begin to love people. And you get out of your little little pigeonhole, which is hard to get out of because sure. we all want to stay there. It's comfortable. And start to learn, you'd see amazing things happen. Well, and I'll, I'll throw a challenge out there on top of this, uh, Pastor Dan, is, uh, you know, what— 
What are you saying right now on social media to the people on the other side of the political aisle? Oh, Lord have mercy. What are you saying to people that you don't really know and would you be ashamed if you knew them? Yes. And I don't say that to condemn anybody. No. But think about it. Think about it before you write that post. Go ahead, Pastor Dan. (laughs) It's such a strong thing with me because here's the deal. Yes, I have strong opinions. And you know what? I could probably sit down and argue with just about anybody on what I believe and why I believe and my personal convictions on, on a political front. But my personal conviction on a political front can never be something that keeps me from ministering to or sharing Christ with somebody. Amen. So if I become so vehemently, uh, you know, this is what I believe and this is right and this is wrong, so much that half of, you know, the political spectrum of the United States won't even listen to me anymore because that's what we're doing right now. If you're on my side, I listen. If you're not on my side, I shut you up. I don't take what you say. I give everybody on my side all the leniency in the world. They can do whatever they want. Nothing's ever wrong. And all the people on the other side, even if it's something good, I call it wrong. And I could go down a whole road there of how broken we are in those areas. But if I take that side so strongly that I, I exclude my ability to reach the other side, I've, I've made a big mistake. Yeah. So I need to stay in the middle so that I can reach people, but not just stay in the middle to be safe or politically correct, no. be in the middle to reach people yes. and pull people together. And if you ask me, I have strong opinions. And I may talk to you about that personally, but I have stronger opinions on what the gospel's for and how we need to be able to get the gospel out to everybody. And I'm going to say something here that's going to ruffle some feathers, but I think it I think it's important. Um, I love I love this country. I've been I've been a student of American history my whole life. It's it's something that I'm very proud of, you know. And but I'm losing pride in that. Not not in my country. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm learning not to take pride in the things about myself that I used to take pride in. Um, and I think it's important to remember something. Patriotism is incredibly valuable, but we have been called to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And when we stand, in, when we stand before the throne, God's not going to question our patriotism to an earthly kingdom. We are responsible for being ambassadors of a heavenly kingdom. Yes. And I think that we need to keep that in mind. Yes. All right, so let's move on. Uh, I wanted to look at the top of this chapter because I think that there's, there's, a, there's a key here to help us to do this. It says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And I think a lot of what we've been talking about is perfecting holiness in our, in our conduct toward each other, getting rid of some things that need to be gotten rid of. And how do we, what's the key to that? Because if it's a work, I'm going to fail at it. Right? That's I mean, that's, what, that's what I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you are too, but yes, absolutely. If it's a work, I'm going to fail at it, absolutely. but we're, ta- we're called to it. But he says, How? He says, Having these promises, we got to jump back into chapter six that's for a right. minute. What are the promises? He says, God says, I will dwell among you. I will be your God. You will be my people. In verse 18 of chapter six, he says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Yep. It's based on that promise and from that position that we're able then to get rid of the things that we need to get rid of. Uh, when I try to strive, 
overcome something, I'm going to fail. But if I approach it and I say, you know what? I am a son or a daughter of God. He dwells in me. And through that, I am able then to overcome and be more than a conqueror. It's from that mindset that we can jump into how we're going to treat one another, how we're going to get rid of the things that that are in our thinking, that's in our in our habits, uh, the way we perceive other people. That's going to be overcome by the grace and the favor of God, which we understand when we realize that we are his sons and daughters and we do it as a response to the heart of the Father, not as a job that we have to succeed at. He will do it and we will be right back after this break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. You know, something that stood out to me in this chapter is uh, 
Paul was Paul was kind of struggling in the sense of how his letter was received, and he said he you know had some things going on inside. He did what God told him to, but sometimes when we do that, it's hard. And and also the Corinthians were a little bit unsettled about what's going on, and so the Corinthians needed comfort, and and Paul needed some comfort. And so how did the God of all comfort, which is how this chapter starts, how did he comfort the Corinthians? And Paul, he sent a man. Yes. And I just want to encourage you today, very often what you're looking for and where the help of God's going to come or the comfort of God or the love of God or, you know, the wisdom of God, you go right down whatever of God you need in your life right now. Very often it's going to happen through somebody. Somebody's going to help you. Your connection, and you know, it'd be really cool if you're struggling in some racial issues. I pray right now that the person that has your comfort is somebody of a different race or background or older than you or younger than you or not like you or doesn't think like you or thinks differently. I pray it's in somebody like that because a lot of times the very thing we need is in someone else and God wants to connect us so that we get what we need. Amen. When you need something, very often God sends a man. God bless you. Or a woo man. Yes. Yes. Woo man are important too. Be ready. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.